Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Achoo! Moo? No, don't worry, I've not travelled through a creaky door, sneezed at all the dust before blowing a trumpet, confusing a cow and making the crowd angry. I only do that sort of thing on a Saturday. I was just playing Uproar, the very funny game of silly, silly sounds from Macmillan. It's a super simple but incredibly fun play, suitable for anyone of any age at all, as long as you can read, match words, and most importantly, make amazing noises like surprised cat, meow, or bubbles, or, um, twit twoo. Can you, uh, can you guess what that was? Yeah, that's right, a sad owl. Twit twoo. Oh, wait, that wasn't me that time. I am a sad owl. Oh, no, why are you sad? Because I'd like to have a go at funny noises, too. Oh, okay, go on, then. If you go to macmillan.fun and use the code CC4K, you'll get a fancy 10% off the brilliant opera game. Um, what sound effect was that? Rubbish podcast host. Oh... As the sad owl, who is rubbish at sound effects, says, head to macmillan.fun and have a look at any of their brilliant, very funny games, including the wonderful uproar. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the code CC4K to get a whole 10% off. Woohoo! I'm a happy owl now. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Hello and welcome to... Goodness, this is boring, isn't it? I'm so bored of saying the same thing again and again and again. It's so boring. Radio nonsense, blah, blah, blah. The comedy club for blah, pod blah, for all ages, from blah to blah. I've got to find a way to make it more interesting this week, don't I? So many things get boring when you do them loads, right? When you have to do them again and again and again, like um, brushing your teeth. Oh my goodness, brushing your teeth is so boring. Every day, twice a day, or even worse, 14 times a day if you're a snail because your teeth are on underneath you and then you sort of slime around on your teeth and you crawl on all sorts of horrid things. So you probably have to brush some extra amounts for that. I don't know, like 14, 15 times. How do snails brush their teeth? Do they just sort of crawl onto a toothbrush and then wiggle and then leave? I've no idea, but I bet that toothbrush goes really slimy and gross. Uh, I wouldn't want to use that. That is... Horrid. Anyway, but every day, you and me, with our not snail teeth, we have to do brushing in the morning and brushing in the night, up the top and at the back, down the bottom at the back, little circles at the front, and then all over again and again and again and again and again and again for two minutes every single day ever. And sure... 
Brushing your teeth is less boring than having no teeth at all and all of them falling out and then every day having to eat soup for every single meal. Soup for breakfast, soup for lunch, soup for dinner. I mean, that would be great for about three days, maybe even a week, like a big soup festival. But after that, boring soup is boring. So brushing your teeth is better and less boring than a life of soup. But also, right, it's still boring and there are little things you could do to change it and make it a little bit of fun. You know, instead of doing little circles, do little star shapes, little dodecahedrons. Um, maybe while you're brushing your teeth, you can make this noise. Ah. Or maybe instead of toothpaste, you could use peanut butter or a snail. No, sorry, that's disgusting. Definitely, definitely still use toothpaste. What I'm saying is that things do get boring when you have to do them again and again and again. So you have to kind of change them a little bit to keep them interesting, don't you? So this week... I've decided I'm going to start the show differently because I'm bored of the normal intro. Um, okay, how to make this fun? Oh, may- maybe uh, maybe this one is, This is Radio Nonsense and it's a podcast and hello and farts! No, hang on, that doesn't really um, doesn't really get all the information across, does it? Does anyone know what age it's for? Um, okay. Are you 400 years old? Are you minus 12? Who cares? Welcome to Radio Nonsense, which is for all of you, even if you have no bum! Does that work? It's a bit more interesting, isn't it? I quite enjoyed that voice. Um, I don't really know. Maybe I'll just do it normal, but I'll say it in a weird way. Like, welcome to Radio Ninsans, the official Kuma da Club for chords, podcast for everyone of all ages from Blair to Blair. I'm not sure. Is that, is that a bit more interesting? Well, I mean, what I am sure about, though, is the brilliant entries that you've been sending in for the Uproar competition. You might remember that every single week to win a copy of Uproar, the brilliantly fun game of silly sounds from Macmillan, I've been asking you to send in your impressions of noises um, that you have to do in the game. Uh, a few weeks ago, I asked if you could send in the sound of a happy frog. And you lot have sent in these. So here is Theo's very, very happy frog. <laughs> He is so happy, that frog. He sounds like he's jumped on a trampoline and then jumped so high he's flown off into space. No wonder he's happy, right? All the other frogs would be so jealous of a jump like that. They'd be like, you've got the biggest jump for a frog ever. Um, Right, we've also got Chrissy's excellent selection of happy frog sounds. Hi, Jenin, it's me, Chrissy, and I would like to do the uproar competition. So this is my entry for a happy frog. So first, there's a, a happy frog, which would sound like... And then there would be a frog which is happy, which would sound like, Ah, I'm a happy frog and I like life and I like things like pigeons and ducks because I want to be a bird when I grow up. And then there's a frog called Happy. Which just sound like, ah, I'm called Happy, and that's for my birth certificate and my passport because that's my name. And then there would be a type of frog which is called a happy frog, which is like a type of frog, and that would sound like. Thank you. Bye.
Oh, I love that. And I love the frog whose name is happy. Can you imagine how annoying that would be if you weren't a happy frog, but everyone thought you were because it was on your passport and they'd all be like, you must be happy. Oh, no, I'm afraid I am still sad, but my name is happy. And that would just be, uh, it'd be really annoying. Um, and then we've got uh, Kai and Oscar's brilliant happy frog noise. Have a listen to this. Hi, Radio Nonsense. I'm Kai and this is my little brother, Oscar. Hi. Um... Today I'm going to record my impression of a happy frog. Well, that's unrealistic. It would be... And the normal impression. Okay, bye. Oh, that was amazing. And I love that you've done a realistic noise and a not at all realistic noise. And they are both brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, And it's meant to be one winner of Uproar per week. But because I said I made a silly mistake and last week I said we hadn't had any happy frog noises sent in. And it turns out we did. And they'd gone into the wrong emaily bit, uh, into the wrong email sack. I think a squirrel carried them into the wrong uh, sort of letterbox. I don't really know how it works, but I missed them. So as a sorry, you all win a copy of Uproar and it should have been sent you already and if you the rest of you would like to win a copy of uproar too then get your phone need body ploppers i'm sorry grown-ups to help you record your impression on a phone or computer or um uh, by whispering it into a jar and closing the lid very quickly no, OK, maybe that doesn't work. But anyway, the other two, you can send it to me right here at Comedy Club for Kids HQ by emailing me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. If you can't record it, then maybe draw a picture of what you think it looks like or even find a way to write down an impression and email it over. And all of those will do as well. Last week, you might remember, I asked for the noise of a video game. There is still time to send that in. And this week, let me just shuffle the uproar cards deck here. Let me just have a little look. Oh, can you do the sound of an angry whisper? So that's an impression of a video game and an angry whisper. You only have to do one or the other or both if you really like. Um, Please send them in. Also, don't forget if you want to send in any jokes you've written, things you want to tell me about, or most importantly, questions that need to be answered on this here show, then do get those foam need body ploppers. Sorry, grown-ups. To help you email us at... Hang on. Or maybe I can say this email differently too. Podcast.comedyclubforcards.co.uk Yeah, that's better, isn't it? That's better. Linda! Linda, you think that was interesting, Linda? Do you think that was more... Linda? Where is Linda? Maybe I should say Linda in a more interesting way. Linda! 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 Indalil! No, she's still, still not turning up, me. Ah, well. Anyway, of course, uh, you can also check where we're doing live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Thanks to everyone who's come to see us at the Edinburgh Fringe so far this year. I'm going to be up there next week doing a few of them myself. And I'll be at Camp Festival Shropshire on the Saturday too. If you're there as well, do come and say hello. And don't forget to grab our T-shirts and our book at comedyclubforkids.store. Hmm. Now, how do I say this next bit in an interesting, different way? Oh, wait, hang on. It's already interesting and different because it's the most importantest bit. It is a delight to be joined once again on Radio Nonsense by Helen Duff, a.k.a. Hey Duffus, a.k.a. Duff Duff, who has no time for marshmallow fluff. And of course, to all of our Shona speaking listeners, you are none other than Ayo Anatoya Zivikuru Mapusita. But of course, you are most famous for that time you sneezed over the entire horse guards parade, for being creator of roller skates, but for your bum. And I mean, this still astounds me for being the only person to know all the words to the hokey cokey, which it turns out has 700 
1004 Ancient Verses. Um, Helen, it is such a joy to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. And actually, honestly, people so regularly forget that I invented roller skates for your bum. And it's a shame because there are now marathon races around the Sahara roller skating on your bum. And I don't get any credit. What? They don't? Like, really? They don't credit you at all? Because, I mean, I've heard about those. They're quite spectacular. Yeah, you have to bring all of your equipment with you, all of your water. You can't wash during the race because it's just non-stop and it's a big distance to Sahara, obviously. And you have to just sit on the roller skates on your bum and go as fast as you can down the hills and then obviously use your hands and sometimes your chin to get up the hills. Yes, yes. We, I mean, it's a, it's quite an effort and, and, and it's particularly in that sort of climate, I'd have thought. And I mean, you, you say you can't pause, but also because the roller skate's stuck to your bum, you can't go to the loo either. I mean, in many ways, you don't really want to. All of the juddering sort of just pushes it all back up. Sure. That's, well, that's, I mean, that's one plus, I suppose, of, of such an Mm-mm-mm. endurance race. Gets very compacted. I mean, how yeah. do you, is that kind of when you wanted it, you know, because people can be funny with their inventions. You know, you invented this beautiful, wonderful thing that so many children, adults, grandparents, uh, pets loved. And, and now it's being used, you know, without crediting you. Is, is this where you, you'd hoped it would go? Do you know what, Tina? It was always an altruistic effort. If people don't know what altruistic means, it means selfless. It means not for myself. And it was definitely not for myself. I did it originally for a dog who um, didn't have any back or front legs. And so we just thought, stick him on roller skates on his bum, give him a new lease of life. And then it just went like wildfire from there, really. Wow. And how is is that that dog doing today? Doofus the dog is doing very well. Oh, that's... Oh, that's lovely to know. Still sort of just zapping up, still got a roller skate on his bum. Is it one or two on, on his bum? Oh, it's just one because he's quite a small that's dog. I, yeah, one um, two, yeah. We tried two and it sort of put him off balance. So it's just one for him. But there are other dogs I've seen who have done two, like, you know, your St. Bernard's. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say it would very much depend on the creature, how many how many roller skates are. And and obviously for, for, for sort of um, grown-ups it tends to be two, but then you've got like ones for babies, haven't you? It's just, just sort of the one. Yeah, just a very small one as well. Yeah. Otherwise, they get lost in the boot. Yeah, yeah. And are they, do they have to be like training skates, like those um, the sort of play school ones you used to have as a kid, where where they've got little breaks? Because I, I remember the first roller skates I got, I wasn't allowed proper roller skates. I had to have the little training ones, which were safe and with a little rubber stopper on the front it, yeah. so that you can kind of kick forward and break yourself. Yeah. It really depends on how risky how risky you are as a as a roller as a butt roller. Right. Right. Um, because obviously if you want to do certain tricks, having the parallel blades is quite important to be able to do the swivel, the kicks, um, the butt kicks, the, the butt triplets, the butt rolls, the butt ripples, the butt eclairs. You can't do a butt eclair with a stopper on the front. That's something we realised in Switzerland, actually. Right, right. On top of a mountain. We were trying to do a big, big butt eclair as a sort of group effort. I think there were 200 of us on top of this snowy, snowy mountain doing a butter Claire and a couple of people had got the stopper skates and they actually meant we didn't get the world record. Wow. And were they, I mean, this, surely though they were safe because they had the stopper or, or was that was that not the case? Yeah, they didn't hurt themselves, but they ruined, they ruined our efforts to get into the Guinness Book of World Records for the biggest butter Claire on top of a snowy mountain as a collective effort wow are you are you still talking to them is it is that i haven't spoken to them in years no, no I, I don't blame you it's pretty horrendous what an awful thing to do it's very selfish actually very selfish indeed um 
I mean, are, are you seeing this because it is becoming so popular? You know, uh, are you seeing it maybe maybe in the Olympics in a few years' time? Uh, it, it might be, Tin. And as I said, it's out of my hands now. It's really gone from strength to strength. It's a phenomenon across TikTok, Instagram, Rafa John, Bishi Bishi, and of course, the biggest one in Indonesia, Lokaton. Um, that's their favourite social media app out there. So even if I tried to make a claim to it for the Olympics, even if I tried to train my own dogs, um, let alone hedgehogs, to be in the Olympics doing the butterclairs, I, I don't I don't think I get a look in. Oh, that's really sad. I mean, does it mean, do you still enjoy wearing your butt roller skates yourself? Or is it now, as you said, I know you said it's out of your hands, but I suppose it always was because it was on your bum. But, but you know, do you hmm. still... Are you, do you feel a bit disconnected from it now or are you kind of like, you still pop to the shops with your butt roller skates on? I'm wearing them now. They're fantastic for posture right. because obviously you can't afford to sort of slouch forward. You'll roll, you'll roll off your chair. Um, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm still a strong butt roller, a, a butt sitter. Yes. I, I sit on my butt. I sit on my butt skates. Um, and I would have said out of my out of my butt instead of out of my hands, but it just doesn't. It doesn't really ring ring right. No, no, and it does make it sound like you've pooed out the roller skates, which isn't what they're there for. If anything, which is obviously not what happens. To push, no. push everything back up. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it is uh, very. I mean, it's it's so exciting to have you on the podcast again. I know. I know you've been with us before. And um, yeah, sorry, that was just the introduction to me, wasn't it? We haven't even started. Yeah, but that's what we. You know, I wanted to just find out how you're doing, and and I hadn't. You know, I mm. didn't know since we last spoke. I hadn't realised um, where kind of butt skates had gone. And uh, you know, I think when we last spoke, you were just at the beginning of working out where you could perhaps put a roller skate. I think you were you were on the process of was it like skateboards for heads, <laughs> or you were like. Was it like you know, what was it? Rollerblades for knees, ice skates for toes. You had you had a, a, a drawing ice skates for tongues. Yeah. I tried ice skates for tongues, and that was that did not end no, well. That's no, I can imagine. Luckily, I didn't try it on any live lizards, but we did a few prototypes because obviously they got the longest mm-hmm. tongues. So we made a few cardboard lizards and tried ice skates for tongues uh, with them, and it just I think you can, as you would expect, sliced straight through which in a way was kind of fun because it gave you a double tongue situation um and obviously lizards they kind of roll them back in don't they like a party popper but backwards um but we didn't try it on any live lizards because we thought that would be both cruel and also quite bloody yes i I, do you know that's very good i mean you know this podcast is absolutely against all sorts of animal cruelty um animal fun Mm. absolutely and absolutely put butt roll skates on dogs that's totally fine uh, but but slicing lizards' tongues, which also because some lizards have tongues that are already in two, so they end up with four tongues. I think that would get really confusing. Most lizards have tongues like a little bit in two, so slightly forked right. at the end. Yeah. So this would have been a situation where they sort of you know they unravelled right. outwards, almost like if you imagine you know at very posh events when they have a red carpet that goes down a set of stairs. Yes. And you see it unravel, right, slowly down the stairs or sometimes quite quickly. It would be like that, but two sets of red carpets going at a diagonal down the stairs. So nobody knows exactly which way they're supposed to walk. And the poor lizard at the top, who's got the red carpet that's actually their sliced open tongue, is um, yeah. in real trouble. Real trouble. People just stepping on its tongue and it's like, I want to eat flies. People stepping on its tongue. Foot on there instead and... I mean, that's, yeah. it's not a nice situation. I I always wonder though why why their tongues are forked and not like 
It must be annoying not to have like a knifed tongue for when you want a bit of butter on, on your bread or something on your fly fly mm. spread. And, you know, you don't have a, a spork tongue would be quite handy. A fork feels like sometimes useful, but chopstick tongue. Plus, with a forked tongue on a lizard, it's often just two sprongs. Right. Whereas a functional fork, you'd normally have three right, sprongs, so it's like a chip right? Fork, isn't it? Chip forks have two. two. It's much like a spork. Yeah. It's more that they've got a spork than a fork on that tongue. Which is, I mean, I think one of the best, one of the best uh, bits because it's like a spoon and a fork, so you don't have to bother having a spoon and a fork. Right? It's brilliant. Yeah. I don't know about that, Tin, and I think a spork is both an under par spoon and fork. You've mixed them together, and then you've lost the best bits of both. Wow. What about the ones that have got a little, like a sort of knife bit on the side of the spoon bit? So it's a spoon. I've never seen such a thing. Knife fork. A a a a Maybe it's a finifoon. What about these? Maybe it's a finifoon. Yeah. I've never had one of those. I never even knew they existed. Yeah, they, well, they, what do you use them for? Slicing yogurt? I think I think just for everything. I think you just sort of carry them around in case you're lost in the wilderness and uh, you need to do everything at once, but you don't have space about you to carry a fork, knife, and spoon because you're in the wilderness, and so you've got to carry all the other things. You need like snake spray and um, a big hat. Um, I was just thinking about I often on the road when I'm doing comedy shows will have one of those oat cluster yogurts which comes with its own tray slash bowl that you pour the yogurt into then you put the clusters on top and I often buy a banana to go with so I would slice the banana with the side of the spinach Finifoon. And then I would mm, spoon the yogurt into my mouth. But what do I use the fork element for? If I want to spear a cluster? Yeah, or if anyone is trying to steal bits of your yogurt, you can just sort of jab them with it. So it's like That's true. People often look at it with quite a lot of admiration slash jealousy on the tube. Keep away from my yogurt. Yeah. You know, just yeah, yeah. So I think that's Perfect. It's got I think it's you know, I'm I know I know you were not happy with the spork, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back the well, especially back the finifoon. I think it's um finifoon. It is definitely the way forward. It's uh yes, a lot, lot to think about. I mean, you know, I was I was just gonna ask you how you are, really. You know, um, as we, we've discussed all the issues with 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 the roller skates, but are, are you well? Are things good? I think I'm well. I'm struggling because normally I would say, oh, I'm having a sunny day or, oh, I'm having a rainy day to describe like feeling a bit cloudy in my head or feeling like I've got a load of sunshine bursting out of my chest, right? But today I'm feeling a bit cloudy in my head because it's such a sunny day and has been such a sunny day for so many days on the trot. Does that make sense? So I'm now confused about whether sunny is actually a good thing when you've had too much sun and you really just want some rain. Wow, it's like too yeah, too much sunny head causes a cloudy head. Is that precisely? Yeah, that's that really throws off how we understand weather in in every way. I like that, and you never get the weather forecast going. Today it's going to be so sunny it'll be cloudy, and you you'd be like, I don't know what to wear. Today it'll be so sunny, you'll feel like you've got clouds of cotton wool in your head because you've got too hot and you can't really think straight. Yeah. Maybe that's what they should say. So would you have to wear what, like cloud-appropriate headgear with sun-appropriate bodywear? What, so a bikini and a rain mat? Yes. 
Yes. With the hood up and an umbrella. Which I'm sure I've seen people do at fashion shows and things. That's a very cool look, I think. I think I've seen people do that out on the street. In Miami, they have really heavy rain showers when it's hot, like torrential storms. They have this in lots of other places too, Bangladesh, Costa Rica. And often people will be in very light clothing because the rain is quite warm and a rain mac and an umbrella with flip-flops. Oh, that's good. And then the rain would clear the cloudiness in your head, so you'd have to take the rain mac off, but then you'd have your sunny gear on. So it sort of works out. So you could go straight in the yeah, pool after, yeah. That's really, that's really good, that is. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, we're discussing, you know, uh, the, the, the Finafine. Like, why don't we have clothes that are just everything all at once? That would be quite handy, wouldn't it? Well, people do have see-through rain macs. So in a way, that's like, well, I was going to say light clothing because you can see through it, but actually it's not really very functional because often people don't really want to see through to just your naked body. No. So in a way, a, a see-through rain mac is kind of more useless than one that you can't see through. Yeah, I don't know if that's... I don't I don't know what you're saying with that. It's like, I'm out in the rain, but I'd like you to see my bum. It's a, it's a strange... I don't know what the thought process is with that. But, you know, fair enough, maybe some people do. Maybe some people think the way to cheer up others in a rainy time would be for them to see their bum, you know? I might find that quite funny. I find bums, bums quite funny. Bums are very funny. Uh, and they probably would make me like, if I was like, oh, it's really horribly rainy, <laughs> there's 12 bums, I think that would... that would 12 bums inside 12 rain max, and maybe some people have gone to the trouble to put a smiley face on their bum. Well, then, I mean, maybe that's what it is, because then, then you're not being rude because you've still got some clothes on, but you have also got your bum out, so... And you've acknowledged that you've got your bum out by putting a smiley face on it. Yeah. So it's not like people have to worry, oh, should I not look at their bum because they don't know the bum's out? Yeah, yeah, there's a smiley bum. They've said, no, it's fine. My bum is out. I know it is. And to show you that I know, I've I've let my bum smile at you. <laughs> this is the way, this is what I get, I get very miserable. You know, I, I, um, I, 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 I can get a bit miserable when it's sort of autumn and when it's really rainy and then winter and it's rainy and spring when it's rainy and summer when it's a bit rainy. And so, you know, I think that could be, that could definitely be a way I think we could cheer people up through, through those seasons. Well, it's funny because you say, I was just thinking to myself, well, we wouldn't want to be out in a wintry rainstorm with an nothing on except a see-through rain mac and a smiley bum but i have seen for real some really good trousers that have a face cut out in them on the the bum bit what so like imagine where the pocket would be on a pair of jeans like the back pocket a face so two eyes a nose and a mouth cut as a hole in that space oh my goodness so you could you could be smiling at people with trousers on. You could be you could give someone a smiley bum, a bum smile. We've had roller bum. Roller we've had bum, we've had bum, bum roller skates. Oh, but had bum skates, bum eclairs, and now we've got um, a smiley bum, smiley bum trousers. And the good thing about smiley bum trousers, you can try this at home. If you've got an old pair of trousers, take a pair of scissors. Ask your caregiver first if if it's okay for you to cut them. If it is fine. Because it might be that it might be somebody else's pair of trousers, and it could be their favourite pair of trousers. They don't want a smiley bum, but if it's fine, cut a smile, maybe two eyes and a nose, but just the smile could be fun in the area where the pocket would be on the back, and then underneath you can wear a bright pair of pants. You can wear a bright pair of shorts. You don't. It doesn't need to be skin directly showing. 
for the smile to no, work. It just needs to be, be a contrasting colour. Yeah, which is a really good idea, actually. I mean, I, I, or even just put like an old packet of crisps down the back. Yeah, absolutely. Have a crisp smile. Have a crisp bum smile. Have a crisp smile. Yeah, which yeah. Is, that's a lovely idea. What, this is, what a lovely creative idea to give to the listeners. <laughs> um, I, that's fantastic. I mean, I've got two immediate. Th- I could come back, Tina, and I could be your craft. I could be your craft tips. I, your your. I could be in craft corner. I would be overjoyed. I would be overjoyed if you do that. And, and obviously, craft corner a bit different to a yogurt corner. You wouldn't need a Philippine to, to be there. Yeah, but I could be in the craft corner eating my yogurt also, corner, so that would make me very happy. Very good. It's very safe though, as well. You wouldn't need the fork bit. You just you just need a spin a spinoff, a spinoff, and a, and a foon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or I could just. Oh, I was going to say I could just use a pair of scissors. That's really dangerous. Now we're back in ice skate tongue territory. Well, I mean, we've got to be. I'm going to have to put warnings all over this podcast. Uh, I, I don't know where, but probably somewhere. I, I also had a realization that while you were saying that, I think were I a newsreader, I'd want my name to be Smiley Bum Trousers. Uh, that's the name. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Because then people would take you extremely yes. seriously. Here's the news. I'm Smiley Bum Trousers, and the headlines are: It's a really good newsreader name. Yeah, a great, uh, insightful and quite, quite troubling report there from Smiley Bum Trousers about the impending economic crisis. Yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? It's a really good name for a... I think that's what I'm going to consider after this, after we record this, I might change my name and and start doing news. I think, you know, well... I mean, so much to think about already. We barely, barely even started the show. You know, I appreciate so much wisdom from you. Uh, This is exactly what our listeners need. Um... Uh, you've, you've done this show before, so I'm, I'm aware that you know the questions that I have to ask you before we get to the very important one. Um, and I'm also aware <laughs> that you've, you've done these questions before, but I, I just I do need to check again because it's, you know, official, uh, you know, um, this is an audio podcast. You know that bit. Uh, most of our listeners listen to it with their ears. But as we often say, we don't mind if they will listen to it with their bums or their knees or, or their eyes, however they want to do it. That's fine with us. Um, but because it's audio, I just wondered if you had a favorite noise. Uh, that you could uh, make for us or at least tell us about. Yeah, so it's today's one. I don't know what I did last time. This is different. Today's one is going to be crouch. <laughs> wow. Sorry, could, could you just do that again, please? That was... <laughs> it's going to be crouch. Oh, my... Wow, I, I've never heard. I've never heard that before. That was like a, a treat for the for the ears. That was in. It's like it's the, the word. Can I just check? Is the word like crouch, but you've put an n in there, so it's like crown, but with a crunch. No, it's like crunch, but because it's so crouchy, it's got an extra ouch. So we often use it at home if we want something. If we're eating something that's too soft, too pappy, a little bit. Pfft, and we need a little bit of crouch in there. We'll say, oh, what's going to be our crouch element at this meal? Because you need, we've discovered during the pandemic, food obviously became extra important because it was the most fun thing that was happening in a day. You need in a food something soft, creamy, salty, sweet, pickly, and also with a little bit of crouch. <laughs> I love, I love it. Crouch is such a brilliant word because you're right. There is, there is sometimes there are things that are just that sort of is isn't crunch isn't enough to describe it. Crunch isn't enough, crunch. and I also wonder if crunch just isn't right. Like if if somebody just like misspelled crouch, because when you just just think about it, okay, imagine in your head you've got one of those crisps that's really ridgy, and that you know in your mouth is gonna go 
crunch. You know it's going to go crunch. It's not going to go crunch. It's actually, when you hear it, when you hear the two compared, you think to yourself, oh my God, that's what, that's, oh my goodness, that's what's been going wrong all this time. I've been going crunch in my head when, and it's always felt slightly wrong, slightly off. But now, if when I take a crouch, I go crouch. <laughs> it fits. I instantly think like a really crisp apple goes crouch. It doesn't go crunch. Yeah, you're mm. right, it goes crouch. It's, there's a lot of words like that, though. I always thought, like, you know, we always say that dogs go woof, but they don't really go woof, they go rough, right? So, you know. Yeah, very true. And we should change And it. also, I guess, in Spanish or French, do dogs go woof? Or do they go woof? Oh. In French, you know, as I learned from many years of reading uh, comic books uh, that like like sort of Tintin or Asterix and things like that, they they oh, always uh, or like Disney ones, whatever. There was always like a dog that would go whoa whoa whoa, and that's that's what they <gasps> that's do. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, whoa 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 whoa. And I suppose there is sort of like if it's a bit of a scaredy dog, it could be. Whoa, whoa. It could be that, but but I don't. I've never seen a dog go whoa like. My baby is one years old and his first word is dog, but he's not actually saying dog. So I was told when babies start to speak, when kids start to learn to speak, they uh, don't always get the word right the first time. But the first word, their first word is is when they consistently make the same noise and point at the same thing. So it's when they're labelling one thing in particular. So it's definitely dog because whenever we see dogs... He says it, but instead of saying dog, he says dead, dead. So <laughs> it's it's quite embarrassing because he really loves dogs. So he'll be crawling after a dog and the, we don't have a dog. So it's always somebody else's dog. And the owner will be smiling at him and saying, hello, do you want to say hello to my dog? And he'll look at them and nod and say dead. Wow. Dead. And he'll be pointing at their dog. And I don't want the owner to think that he has sort of second sight and that he's he's basically seen into the dog's future and, and he's saying, your dog's soon going to be dead. I don't think that's what's happening, right. but he is going around pointing at a lot of dogs and saying dead. And potentially the owners are worried that he's seen their future. And, yeah. And or like he's a dog to... assassin and he's particularly going around going, you're dead, exactly. you're dead, you're messing with me, you're dead. They'll take you yeah, down. Dead. Yeah, dead. Dead. Which is quite yeah. wow. That's fascinating, isn't it? When when my daughter was very very little, she thought that cats made this noise. So if you said, "Can you make a noise of a cat?" she'd go. And I don't know how that. That sounds like a German spy. <laughs> that sounds like a German spy. It's a very good noise. I was very impressed. I mean. I have to say, though, crouch is going to be added to my vocabulary instantly. Good. It was a very, good. very good word. Um, uh, a good crouch. Word. I mean, you say it way better than I think I ever could. <laughs> it, is, it is superb. I think I put a bit of cat into it probably at the beginning. Crouch. Yeah, that's a really cool cat, though. If the cat's doing that, I'd be like, I don't think, mm. I don't think you can be anyone's pet. You need to lead a little gang around the bins. Yeah. And, uh, Potentially make your own oat cluster cereal and sell it to the cats yeah yeah well it's hey i'll add i'll add that to the list of uh so many Great. things to create already this is so exciting um and you know of course Eleanor, i've got to ask you one more question one more sort of admin question um and, mm-hmm. and that is you know again you've been through this before this is a family-friendly podcast it's suitable for people of all possible ages every age you can imagine can, can you imagine an age i just need to check 
937. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fine for them. Absolutely fine for all ages, not 100, long story, but every other age, absolutely suitable for. And so I just need to check if there are any rude words you won't be saying. Uh, I won't be saying any rude words, especially not shish kebab. Oh, oh no. Good. Oh. <laughs> wow, no, because I, to me, that's almost like the opposite of crouch. And that is so off. No. Shish kebab. No, don't. Yeah, don't. I mean, I, I think you're very wise not to say it on this show. I should say, because I've checked all the sort of guidelines for podcasts and things, I think you can say shish kebab. But I think if you say shish kebab, then suddenly we step into... Yeah, yeah. Because shish kebab is a very delicious, very delicious treat, right? Very tasty, tasty treat. Um, but shish kebab is on another level. Yeah, I, I just, it's, I mean, it's, it's awful. And I, I can't imagine the complaints we would get where you just said, I think we'd have just... Streams and streams of emails. I think people would probably attach things to carrier pigeons and, and send them our way. We'd get endless. Well, don't you worry. I will not be saying shish kebab one more time. Well, I, look, I not appreciate once, you not, not once saying more. shish kebab. I definitely will not say shish kebab uh, even once. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for, for caring thank about Thank you. Because I hate, I actually personally hate it. It makes me feel physically sick. Yep. Every time I hear shish kebab, I want to, I want to find a little bucket. I want to find a big, big old butt roller skate. And and have a little sick in it. I hope, I hope you don't. Oh, I'm, I'm pleased you won't have to do that during during this show. So thank you. Thank goodness. Thank you very much. And now, now you know the, the reason I've got you here, um, or the reason one mm-hmm. of the reasons I've asked you back, obviously, because it's a delight to have you back anyway. But but this question, I think that we've been sent in, is for, is for you. I think I think you're the person that can answer this. Um, and uh, it's from uh, Aiden, aged eight, and Aiden has sent a very. I mean, it's a very formal. Uh, very formal email. It says, uh, "Hi, I would like to submit my question." Oh, it's quite formal, isn't it? From from Aiden. Um, I, I should say, I don't know how he says, or or they, I, 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 Aiden. I don't know. Uh, they they are aged eight, and I don't know if that's eight years or eight, like beans. I don't know if it's eight, you know, sort of decades. I don't know how they. So we'll just sort of assume it's eight, eight years. eggs. Could be eight. They could be aged eight eggs. And um, mm. Aiden here has uh, asked, "Why is gold not man-made?" Hmm. Oh, interesting question. Why is gold not man-made? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Dina, but I always thought it's because man, men, male makers struggle to make gold without slipping chocolate inside of it. Yes. So. If they tried to bargain it on the stock market, if they tried to sell it for, I don't know, however much gold goes for, the price of gold, if they attempted to build gold billion, bullion, bullion pyramids out of it, then there was always trouble because it ultimately just melted in the sun. Yes. And they, they looked around and they went, oh, oh, oh. Oh no, you're joking! Is this the man-made gold? Is this the gold that's been male? This is, this is gold that's been made by men. Ugh. Why didn't anybody tell us? Because they always slip chocolate inside it. Yeah, which is you know because I, I think a lot of people don't realise the historical value of, of chocolate coins, which were the original coins, weren't they? The original coins mm, before mm. Uh, uh, women or anyone else was allowed to make coins. Yeah, and then when women got involved, who were the people who had to clean the pockets? Yeah. They said, "Why don't we? Why don't we take the chocolate out 
of the inside of these coins and fill them with the gold that they're covered in, the gold layer that is the outer shell. Why don't we just make that solid from the outside to the inside? And then we no longer need to keep cleaning chocolate out of your pockets all day. Yes, yes. I mean, it's a, it, it was a really sensible move. I think it was a really sensible move. I mean, I, I, I remember sort of reading about the times when all the banks melted and then and then everyone ate the banks and that was, uh, mm-hmm. was as well where there was no money whatsoever do you remember when the 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 king i think at the time had his crown eaten um you know so yeah that was the revolution of 1653 when the king had his crown eaten yeah Yeah. so they said shall we shall we dunk the king in the lake shall we hang the king up by his socks off off big ben shall we set fire to the king's underpants uh, in in the night, so that when he wakes up, he's got no underpants left. Oh no, I know what we'll do. We'll just eat his crown. Yeah, yeah which which is funny you say. And that was the ultimate undoing. You know, their first thing, shall we dunk him in the lake? But I believe they dunked his crown in some tea, and then ate it. Oh, fascinating! Yeah. Quite risky business, given that chocolate melts very Shoot, quickly. I mean, unless very it's risky business attached to a biscuit. Yeah, mm. and I believe it made a rather sort of chocolatey tea. So they were very pleased with it. In it. And that then that led kind of you know to to the next uh, the next sort of king arriving with with a very different he- headgear altogether. Yeah, just a metal crown. Yes, yes, but I believe it had. Um, I think it had a little sort of smiley butt print on it, didn't it? Isn't that right? A smiley butt print on the back. So what was that? I don't know actually much about that king. So was that crown? other than the fact that he had a metal crown because they'd obviously realised that going around with a chocolate crown wasn't great if it meant you could be disposed, taken off the throne just by somebody eating it. So was the king who came afterwards, his crown, did it have a, a butt drawn on it with a smiley face on it or did it just have a smiley right? Yeah, no, it was a butt drawn. He was um, he was uh, King Gringlebert the Stonk Fifth and and his he he thought that his, his um, what do you call it, coat of arm, arm of coat... What is it? Is it that you have one arm with loads of coats on it or you have a coat with lots of arms on it? I can't remember. I think it's a coat with lots of arms right, on so like it. so they throw an octopus if they need to go outside or something. Yeah, except it's human arms. Right. So each of the arms has little hands at the end, oh, that's, that's, like that's, gloves. That's lovely. That's really, well, his coat of arms, with always little hands on the end, was just basically a big bum. One side of it had the smiley face on it. Um, the other side, uh, I think it had... What was it? Because it was like medieval times, so it was his favourite weapon, which I think was a pea shooter um, and uh, and a kazoo. And then he'd have that on either side of the bum, and that was his, his coat of arms. Incredible. I wish I'd seen it. Maybe I'll go to the British Museum and look it yeah, up. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be there. That's, um, that's where they have all those things, isn't it? Except for that, obviously, they don't have any of the chocolate gold because that, that melted and was eaten. Yeah, which is such a shame. It's such a shame to have lost such a huge part of our history to people's appetites and also just the sun yes yeah i mean and it really changed because don't they um what do they call the what do you say the word was bullet bullion 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 billion 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 gold gold billion gold gold billy that that like people say that they they judge how much other things cost on the price of gold billy billy bull don't they Mm. And also, obviously, what I should point out, because I said that women were getting very tired of always having to clean chocolate out of everybody's pockets when they were using chocolate money, 
it's not because women wanted to do all the washing. It was because at that time, that was the only thing they were allowed to do, really, washing and a bit of, um, as a mother, household tasks. But then once the money was made solid gold, that was the beginning of the emancipation of women because they no longer had to spend so much time scrubbing chocolate out of everybody's trousers. Of course. It was also, yeah, which is hugely, hugely important for history. And and also, um, you know, not to take away from that, there was an important time when it then meant that if anybody had sort of marks like that on their on their shorts, they'd, they'd pooed themselves and it wasn't at all to do with coins. Yeah, exactly, which before it was very difficult difficult to tell the difference. Yes, it was, yeah. So it's just nice, just hygienic really to be able to, yeah, say, oh, right, that person's pooed themselves yeah. rather than, oh, that person's probably got a load of cash in their pockets. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And, and 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 am I right in thinking it's now why sort of... Um, you know, women are generally generally sort of live in gold places now, and because because they sort of invented, they get freebies, don't they? Yeah, because it was a woman who originally came up with the idea to just make everything solid gold rather than chocolate injected inside the gold. Because obviously they had to use quite a big syringe each time they did it. Um, women, when they get to a certain age, I'm not going to say what age because it kind of spoils the mm. surprise. They they just inherit a big a big treasure trove. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listeners will be too... They're allowed to do with it what they will. I was going to say, listeners will be too young to know about this, but there was a whole series called The Golden Girls, which is entirely about that, I believe. Very famous show. Oh, right. And they made everything out of gold, did they? Trousers, glasses, glasses. I think they were gold. I think they had faces of gold, bums of gold. I think they were just generally gold all over, yeah. So quite heavy to pick up then. Yeah, yeah, they looked quite annoyed about it. Didn't go swimming very often. No, 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 so it's, yeah... It's actually quite an inconvenient. Not a lot happens yeah. in the show. It ran for years. I like to swim, so I'm not sure I'd like to be solid gold because I just sink straight to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Unless you get used to it. Unless you just get used to carrying your own weight. And then you're like a bit of a danger to other swimmers, to be honest, because you know how sometimes people are really aggressive in the pool and they charge down one side of the lane and then charge up the other side and occasionally they might barge you with their shoulder or whatever. If I was made of solid gold and I ended up being either barged or barging, I'd probably take somebody's eye out. Yeah, and and they'd be really angry about it. But then, like, because you're not meant to do a wee in the pool, but if you did do a wee, it would be gold wee and then they'd get some free gold. Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought about that. Is it painful to wee gold or does it sort of solidify afterwards? I mean, luckily, something I've never done myself. uh... I guess if you yourself are gold, maybe it's not so painful. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's very curious. It's a lot to think about, Tiernan. There's there's that story, isn't there, from from the ancient times, which obviously now changes after this discussion, but there was a story about King Midas, who was a king that... Whenever he mm. turned things, they turned to gold. Obviously, now we realise it was gold mm. filled with chocolate, which would have had its own sort of hazard. W- would you like to have that power? Would you, would you like to have a power where you, where you touch something that will turn into the same thing? And what, what would you like to turn them into? Oh, okay. Let's do this then. Well, I would say that if I was having a hot day, like today, I'd quite like everything I touched to turn to ice cream. But then... The problem is it's a hot day, so everything I've touched is melting almost immediately. I don't have a very big freezer. I can't fit it all in there. I also, as I've mentioned, have a little baby. I'd rather he didn't turn to ice cream because I'd quite like him to grow up into a bigger boy, 
and then potentially a man who can look after me in my old age. Whereas if he was an ice cream baby and then an ice cream boy and an ice cream old man who was looking after me, an even older woman, in my extremely old age by that point, I'm concerned that he wouldn't be able to do things like help me out of the car, take me ice skating, put me on the train if he was made of ice cream. I'd also be very sticky all the time, I think. Yeah, it would, it would be really unpleasant quite a lot of time. And also in the winter, you'd be freezing. Hanging around with Just ice cream. all my ice cream mates. That's it, because everything you turn turns ice cream, but you'd be like, well, I want to be warm now, but I've turned, the, I've turned mm. the radiator into an ice cream and I've turned this hot cup of tea into an ice cream and then and you're really cold. What if I've got one hand ice cream maker and the other hot fudge sauce? Oh, my goodness. Well, then, then, <laughs> then you'd be the most popular person in town. I just have to be really careful about what I touch, I guess. Yeah. I just have to wear really good gloves. Yeah, but I think that's, that's doable. Or roller skates on your hand. What about you? Is there anything you'd like to be able to well, in, turn stuff into by touching it? It's tricky it? because immediately I thought crisps, uh, or for our other listeners uh, around the world, ch- chips, but they're crisps. They're crisps really because they crouch. Or for our other listeners around the world, kraus. Kraus. No, it doesn't <laughs> work actually. Kraus doesn't work, does it? Krausps again, I feel Krausps like sounds, is, is a, a, yeah. quite, I'd quite like to have me called Krausps. I think um, Krausps sounds like an Austrian um, concert pianist. I'm Kraus Spangles, and uh, that's that would be my name as I play beautiful things. Except I wouldn't, because I'd mm. turn things into crisps, and I'd touch the piano, and it would turn into crisps. But, so you think you'd like to turn things into crisps, but you wouldn't want to? What would be the disadvantages of being able to touch things that turn into crisps? Well, again, like the big one is obviously, uh, you know, I love my daughter very much. I don't really want to turn her into crisps because then I have to eat her mm. because I eat crisps Mm-mm. if I see them. Um, right. But also things what like, flavor? Any particular flavor? Do you know what I? I'm I like a lot of flavors of crisps. My favorite flavor of crisps. This is going to cause again people going to email in. My favorite flavor of crisps is tomato ketchup or paprika. Yeah. Oh. But I also like salt vinegar. I also like really salted. I'm I'm a big. There's quite a lot of flavors I can. You know, you throw crisps at me, I'll probably eat them. You don't want to eat salt and vinegar when you've got cuts in your mouth, no. though. No, so I wouldn't want to turn everything into salt and vinegar crisps. Because, I, again, you know, I've, I, I'm have i diabetic. I have to go to the hospital quite often. If I turned the whole hospital into salt and vinegar crisps, people would turn up with, like, a cut on their knee, and then I'd make it worse. So that would mm, be good. You'd, you'd throw salt in the wound yeah. by making their whole body salt and vinegar flavour. Yeah, so, I mean, really, already what we've both realised is that turning everything into just one thing would be absolutely terrible. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because there's no world in which you'd want to turn everything into gold, crisps or ice cream. And therefore, that's a pretty solid scientific study we've done in a, in a short space of time. No need for the NHS or any other uh, national body to invest in researching whether or not it would be a good thing to be able to touch something and turn it into the same thing across the world. You know, it's, it, I am often upset You're welcome. Yeah, by how many people don't thank us for how educational this podcast is and the important research mm, projects. Mm. Where's NASA? Where's the thank you from NASA? Unbelievable. You know, um, I'm just going to throw a few things out. Bananas? No. Poo? No. Mm, uh, sand? No. Gerbils? No, definitely not. Um, no. Spaghetti? No. Um, Though that one does sound quite fun. Does, yeah. 
for like a, for like 10 minutes if everything you could touch turned into spaghetti that would be quite fun i think just for 10 minutes just, yeah, 10, and then it goes back that's i but again then all of these i think for 10 minutes would be maybe just limited i don't know i think ice cream would be so stressful because you'd be so driven to just get as much as it of it into your mouth as possible before it all melts whereas spaghetti maybe i don't like pasta enough to be obsessed with it but i think it would just be far funner to swim through spaghetti yeah. than it would be to eat it I'd, yeah, I'd quite like to just go and touching like someone's hat, like somebody walking around with a lovely hat, and I turn it into spaghetti, and they got a head covered in spaghetti. Yeah, touch someone's skirt turns into spaghetti. Touch a bench turns into spaghetti. Yeah. What would be fun is if the thing you touch retains its sub, like it retains its solidity. So whatever substance it had before, so say somebody's torso keeps functioning as a torso lungs heart bladder whatever else is inside the body keeps working but it just takes on the texture and flow of spaghetti oh my goodness so say you touched a bench and that turned into spaghetti you'd still be able to sit on the bench it could still take your weight but it also had the flexibility the fluff 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 of lots of individual strands of spaghetti. Do you know what? I'd immediately touch um, the River Thames and then I'd watch it flow with spaghetti for miles and I would be really happy about this spaghetti river. With the boats bobbing along inside it and people just reaching over and and having a handful of spaghetti. Yeah, it's a beautiful dream, actually. You you turned me around. We, We went from... Like, absolutely not. Yeah. This would be terrible. And now I think for 10 minutes and with spaghetti, it's actually a winning for me. So, again, NASA, get in touch, NASA. We've, we're on it. We're on it. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. I mean, I think that's, you know, I hope I hope Aidan's happy with that answer. I think that's a pretty definitive answer to to that mm. very well-asked question. I have to say it was very, very politely written. Um, Beautifully scripted. Yes. And now you never need to look on Wikipedia or the internet to find out the answer. You can just accept wholeheartedly what we've said today. Absolutely. Or what was the Indonesian one that, would, that you said that they liked? The Indonesian site? Oh, their social yeah. media. The Luftkunk. Yeah, the Luftkunk. Yeah, that's it. So you don't need to check. You don't need to check there if you you are a listener from there. Um, or what's the, where's um, where do they what, they go that Spiegelplop? Um, I can't remember where they look at that. But there's, there's, you don't anyway. This is now the definitive learning place. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's because yeah. of guests like you, Helen, that, that it could be such a thing. And I'm I'm so happy you could come back. So thank you very much. Absolutely delighted. I'm very happy to come back to Craft Corner with a Crunch Corner, a Crouch Corner, whenever you uh, need. Absolutely. Hopefully, very very soon. Great. You're boring, everybody. We're boring, everyone. Thanks so much to Helen for not only answering Aidan's question so brilliantly, but also for crouch. I'm now going to be using that word and indeed sound on most days of my life. Aidan, I hope you liked Helen's answer. And if not, do write your complaint in yoghurt near a cat and then the cat will eat it and I'll never have to see it. Thanks. If you have a question you need answering, a joke that you've written that you want to send in, or your impressions of a video game or angry whispers so that you can win a game of uproar, then do get your foam need body ploppers, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. See our live shows by checking comedyclubforkids.co.uk for when we're near you, and grab our t-shirts from comedyclubforkids.store. Oh, and next week, next week, this isn't boring at all, I've got a very exciting announcement to tell you about. Yes, indeed. So do keep your 
your ears. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do with your ears, uh, for example. Sort of um, get the, get them ready. Just sort of every now and then, tell them get ready. Don't fall asleep. I don't know what you do, but get them ready somehow. Okay, I feel a bit less bored of everything now. I have to say, but I still have to say goodbye, don't I? I've still got to do the end bit, and that is so boring. Hang on though. Uh, what if I end the show? In a different way. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Could that work? Okay. I'm going to try, everyone. Get ready. Hello! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. It's the end.